It's Daily Thunder, the truth of Jesus Christ dished out live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado with a bit of manly grit and gusto. Find out more at live.ellerslie.com. Now here's Eric Lutie. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, Let's just start with prayer. I just ask that God would prepare our hearts for what he has in store. Lord, this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we are created for your glory, to know you, to reveal you. And I pray that we would know you in a greater way today, that this uh, little message today would have a big impact upon us and that we would see more clearly and that as a result, the Spirit of God would have greater movement in our life and through our life and that out of our life would flow forth a picture of grace. Lord, we love you and we submit this time to you and just ask that you would be honored and glorified. It's in the precious name we pray, amen. All right, Uh, so... It's, it's fun because Nathan and I haven't seen each other for quite some time, uh, and he's been in Israel, but any of you that have been following uh, the Daily Thunder uh, feel like you've been spending a whole bunch of time with Nathan uh, as of late, and uh, I haven't seen Nathan for a long time, so I gave him a hug before this started, and he was yawning as I hugged him, which it was his indication to me that he still has, uh, he just returned from Israel, and I think that was his way of saying, don't put too much uh, work on my plate today, but uh, we'll see if we can uh, have at least a light, at least one lighter day uh, for you, Nathan, maybe, because I, you're sort of like a pack mule around here. We love to just stack you up with, with job descriptions, but... Oh, a camel? Oh, that's appropriate, yeah, for the Middle East. Uh, but it's really fun uh, having your back, bud. And those, those daily thunders that you gave were just uh, fantastic. I really appreciated that. So I'm, you know, I disappeared for a while, uh, as I said yesterday in the daily thunder, that uh, Nathan sort of overtook daily thunder for a whole stretch of time, and we went to Israel with him. And I was out in Michigan visiting family. We had a, had a great time. Uh, Kipling, if uh, he's streaming this right now, uh, caught 20 fish. He would love for me to mention that. He has become truly a fisherman. It's, it was very impressive how good he was. He even learned to flay the fish and, and do all that. Yeah. Uh, so I've never been into that type of stuff, like hunting and fishing. That's not really an Eric Ludy sort of thing. So, but it's funny because I adopt this little guy. And he is. And so he would be, you know, hunting bear uh, right now if, if he could be. And so it's an interesting thing as a parent to know how to raise a child that has interests that are outside of your comfort zone. And these truly are. Uh, you know, he, he reads these like survival books. And it was so interesting how there are guys that just are so attracted. To that. It's not just a father to son thing, like a father is a hunter and then the son becomes a hunter. This is like truly uh, something that is in, in genetic uh, in, inside of him. What was that? I could give him to Dan for a week. That's not a bad idea. So... But I've been going through a series for uh, quite a few weeks now called Life Lessons, and it's been very meaningful for me to walk through this just to rehearse back to myself uh, the significant uh, reasoning points, the significant truths that have most changed and impacted my life. And this is a, a very unique one, as, as all of them have 
Ben, uh, but it's called Wear the Badge, and it's actually sort of like a statement. I probably should have had like an exclamation mark at the end of it, but it's like, wear the badge. It's a command. Uh, there's a badge, sort of like a sheriff's badge. That's the way I, I picture it. And it's like, you've been entrusted with this badge to rule this little town, and, you know, hey, pick up your badge, behave as the sheriff. And this, this has become a very significant uh, thing in my life. If, if for the Ellerslie staff, you guys would remember me making the statement, be presidential. And that's exactly the same principle. In other words, if you've been entrusted with the territory, if you've been entrusted with the responsibility, you need to actually rise up and lead. You need to rise up and do. And so the, the more... The most rudimentary dimension of this isn't like leading a ministry, you know, because people could look at me and go, well, I don't do anything that you do, Eric. And that's, that's fair, but you do have a body. And each of us has a body, and we have been given a badge when we come to Christ. We've been given an authority. And how we handle that authority is of the utmost importance. And if you can't handle your body, well, you shouldn't be married. It's that simple. In other words, if you're being ruled by your body and, you're, and you know, your town uh, is controlling you and, uh, you know, you're, like in those old westerns, you know, they have the saloon and then they have like that feeding or that water trough or whatever outside. You're like in the sheriff and you're in the water trough. Uh, that's not where you should be. Uh, you should be standing firm with your gun drawn and telling, you know, the bad guys to back off, to get out of town. And you have authority in Christ Jesus, but you need to know how to wield it. And so for me, I'm calling this a life lesson. For me, there was a whole season of my Christianity where I believed the truth. I honored Christ. I attempted the best I could to show sort of a uh, a love and a kindness and a goodness. And I wanted to live well, but I was like Mr. Nice Guy when it came to my body. And I know that sounds funny. It sounds like, well, you should be Mr. Nice Guy. When it comes to your body, you can't, you can't coddle. You can't cater to the body. You have to command it. And I didn't understand the idea of commanding. In other words, to actually tell my body, no, you're not going to do that. No, you're not going to think that thought. No, you're not going to feel that. No, you're not going in this direction. You're going this direction. It's like, you can't, you can't do that, can you? Wear the badge. This is a life lesson. This is a good one. I'm excited already. So uh, my first slide, if you're hearing this via podcast, says, who is sheriff in this town? So, you know, we, we bake down Christianity into its, its essence and we learned that Jesus is the rightful king of kings. So he'd be the capital S sheriff in this town. So if we look at the world as this is the town, uh, as the old western town, well, Jesus rules it. He is over it. And we as Christians understand that. But one of the amazing things when he says, it is better for you that I go to be with the Father. We're like, what? how could that be better for us? Because I will send you the Holy Spirit. So what God sends us is himself, but in spirit form. And he dwells inside of us, and he gives us command. He gives us a job description. And we are, in a sense, entrusted with a badge. It's like here, he hands us a gun and a badge. And he says, I am giving you the weapons of warfare. I am giving you everything you need for life and godliness so that you can take this town for my glory. And he starts... In all of our job description, we start with a practice, and that is our body. And he says, first, 
I'm going to give you this gun and this badge, and your territory, your little mini town, is you. So I want you to rule that thought life. I want you to rule your sexuality. I want you to rule your appetites. And so he trains us with this practice ground known as the human body. And then when you prove faithful with little, he entrusts you with more. And that's what makes someone ready for marriage, is someone who has learned to wear the sheriff badge and to wield the gun, if you will, or the weapons in their own body. Then they are proven and ready for marriage. And if they prove faithful in the development of a family, then they're ready to rule the church. However, if you are not wearing the badge, if you are not wielding your, uh, is it a six-shooter, uh, correctly in your spiritual life, well, then you are not fit to be married. And so God needs, or, I mean, you could get married. There's all sorts of things you could do. That doesn't mean, but I could almost guarantee you just up front, it's not going to go well for you. In other words, knowing how to wield that authority that we've been given is of a great importance in the flow and the success of Christianity. So look at Psalm 42, 11. And this one statement that David is going to make, he makes it over and over again, almost the exact same phrase, I think like four times. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Do you see anything odd about that? David is like talking to his soul. What a strange orientation that is. It's sort of like when you write a book, you like have to choose your narrator position. Is your narrator all-knowing? Is your narrator, you know, just first person? Uh, And in this one, it's like, it's a third person. The soul is like other than David. So he's like talking to this soul and he's saying, hey, soul, soul of David, why are you cast down? He says, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. What? He's just like telling his soul what to do. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. So addressing your soul. The secret of the third person. I could call it the secret of the third person communications. This is, it feels a little weird talking about it, but this is one of my life lessons right here, is to command my soul, to command my body. And it's not that it's not me. It is me, but there is a part of me that is wearing a badge. There's part of me that has a six-shooter, and there's a part of me that wants to revolt, There's a part of me that wants to do its own thing. And I need to bring order into this town. And so if I don't wear the badge, if I don't wield the six-shooter, as I'm saying this, my my metaphorical picture is gaining more and more dimension. I'm picturing spinning the thing, you know, in in my holster and, you know, doing that cool stuff. I've seen the, you know, the Western movies and they do that type of stuff. And that's, that's what I'm talking about, guys. It's that type of fluidity where, you know, you get the, uh, the shootout at high noon and, you know, you know how to draw that thing quick. You have to be good with this six shooter. So I'm really picking up on this whole six shooter thing. That wasn't in my thought, but now I'm starting to really like it. The secret of the third person I am Eric Ludy, and yes, I'm one guy. You know, it's not like I'm in pieces, but I sort of am. There's parts of me that, like there's a spirit man in me that is meant to wear a badge, and it is over my heart, my emotions, and my mind, and it is over my body. So as a result, my spirit man, when I agree with God, gains authority and, in a sense, a voice of command to tell my thought life, to tell my physical body how it should live. And when I do that, it actually brings order to the town. It brings peace to the town because there is a sheriff in town. And yet, 
the reason I can be a sheriff in this town is not because I have some great power over bad guys. It's because Jesus is actually over this town. This is like his town. It's like Jesusville. And yet he has left me with the Holy Spirit. He's given me a badge and a gun. And he says, when you stand up to do my work, the bad guys have to leave. There is no bad guy that can rule this town if you stand when you need to stand, do when you need to do, speak when you need to speak. When you obey the rules of the sheriff and the job description of the sheriff, you will find peace will rule in this town. And so, I'm giving you a life lesson. This has changed and altered my life. I've had all sorts of bad guys run through the streets of my life, okay? And, you know, doing the shooting up the town, you know, coming out drunk out of the bar. Why do I even have a bar in my life? Those are some of the key questions. Like, maybe I should get that uh, saloon out of here. Uh, but this has been a crucial thing in developing the inner life of Eric Ludi, but it's also a critical thing for developing my leadership in all other spheres of life because you learn to lead in your body and then you carry the same principle of truth into your marriage. You carry the same principle of truth into your ministry. So like I'm over a church, I'm also over a ministry. Well, I need to wear the badge. I can't just expect someone else to do it. It's like, oh, you know, I'd rather, I don't want to get out of bed today. I'll let someone else deal with the bad guys. You have to rise up and do. Now, for whatever reason, you know, each of these life lessons has come out of my past weeks of just living life, too. Because as I'm going through life, the other day I was walking around, because I'll get up early in the morning and I'll start pacing. It's just what I do. I, I move constantly in my life. And so I'll start praying and I'll start rehearsing. And oftentimes uh, I preach to myself. And that's an odd statement to many people. The way I used to say it is, I don't have someone that oftentimes preaches to me. So I've learned to preach to myself. And so the way you hear me speak when I, when I preach is the way I talk to myself. So I'm in a time of prayer. I'm walking around the neighborhood. I'll talk to myself that way. Ludi, you know exactly what to do right now. I don't want you even thinking about self-pity. No, we don't go in that direction. You can say, who are you talking to? It's like I'm talking to myself. Well, what? It sounds like you're schizophrenic or something like that. No, it's the exact same thing I'm talking about right now. I'm commanding my soul to agree with truth. And when I do, it's interesting, but my soul wants to agree. It just needs the prodding. It's like, you know how that little complaining side of you comes out, that frustrated side comes out? It's like the Spirit of God isn't that way. So I just look at it, like, what are you doing there, Ludi? What, what do you got going on there, Eric? I see a little frustration creeping in. Do you want that in your life? No. Well, then why is it there? Well, because, you know, my child was misbehaving. Uh-huh. But you know how to handle this better. You know that there's grace for this situation. So why don't you call on God and get it? It's a good idea. In other words, this is sort of the funny life of Eric Ludi. I don't know how many of you have an inner life like I have, but it is a an aggressive taking of ground, an application of truth, because when my commanding voice grows silent, what happens? Eric Ludi begins to grow weeds. It's just a funny thing. It's sort of like stop spraying the, uh, the weed control and weeds just start popping up. It's like you need to govern the garden. You need to take care of it daily. So let me give you some good uh, third-person statements uh, in Scripture. This is Deborah from Deborah's song. Oh, my soul, march on in strength. 
I like that one. Isn't that great? Oh, my soul, march on in strength. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. It's a command. Bless the Lord. Hey, Ludi, what are you doing? Bless the Lord. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Isn't that good stuff? How about this one? Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. It's like, hey, we got a job to do here, guys. You know what to do, Ludi. It says that you need to rejoice in all circumstances. What are you doing right now? Rejoice. Rejoice always, Ludi. Yes, Lord, I rejoice right now. Where'd that come from? That came from an agreement with truth. Where did the truth come from? The Holy Spirit is reminding me of the truth always. He's bringing it before my eyes, the eyes of my spirit man, and then my spirit man sees it, makes sure he fixes the badge straight, draws out the six-shooter, looks down at flailing Eric Ludi over here and says, get up and be a man. In other words, this is how the inner life of strength functions. So wearing the badge... I, listen to what Paul says. I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. The word subjection is actually, I bring it into slavery. I literally enslave my body to make it obedient to whatever I command it to do. Doesn't that sound sort of rude? It's like, how rude of Paul to do that to his body, to make it a slave? We don't believe in slavery. Well, we don't believe in the sort of slavery that uh, the world is into. However, there is a form of slavery that God is a proponent of. We are slaves to righteousness. In other words, God is bringing us into a place of subjection to his Holy Spirit. And it's healthy for us. It's good for us. And that's exactly what I'm doing with my body. The same way the Spirit of God is challenging me, it's like, Ludi, is the way I then pass along that. Yeah, Ludi, I'm agreeing with God. I'm saying yes and amen to God's truth. So I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. No, Paul's basically saying, I preach to myself. Look, I'm not just preaching to others, I'm preaching to myself. I'm I'm bringing my body into subjection. So I have uh, these manly preaching poems, and I don't know if, I've shared, I know I haven't shared those in Daily Thunder, but I know I did, I've shared them at some point in time. I'm not sure what, what the situation was. Maybe it was the advanced class. Do you remember what that was? What was the alumni conference? I share all of them? Because I have, I have, I think it's three or four of them, and then I have all sorts of unfinished ones. But I didn't expect to share these. I wrote these about three years ago when I was talking about a similar subject, and I was saying, yo, I preach to myself. And then someone said something like, what do you say? <laughs> and I remember pondering that. It's like, hey, what do I say? That's, that's a fascinating statement. What would I say in my, when I'm preaching to myself? Because I have some good sermons uh, that I give to myself. And so I sat down after that, and I wrote out, and it came, I came, I don't actually speak to myself in poetry, just, just so you know. It would be very impressive, and I wish I could say I did. However, when I wrote it out, I wrote it in a form of poetry. It's not, if there's a pure poet in here, they would be like, hmm, what kind of poetry is this? It wasn't intended to be shared with anyone, okay? But then something drudged it up a few months ago, which I guess was the alumni conference. We were dealing with spiritual warfare. Was that the one? 
And uh, because this is, this is, when people talk about spiritual warfare, you could easily bring this into it. This idea of wearing the badge, the authority of Christ Jesus, because I need to bring my body into subjection, but I also need to recognize bad guys do, are not allowed in town, and I have authority over them. So I was using this as an example of how we actually wear the badge. I didn't use that term, uh, but commanding my soul to obey, to do, and to stand. And so I'm going to share just the first uh, manly preaching poem uh, that I have, and it's called uh, Prove Yourself a Man. So for all the women in here, it's a little awkward. But uh, at the same time, Paul did say to the church at uh, Corinth, andrizomai, which means be a man. So that's really awkward. Just like for us as men, we, we're supposed to be the bride of Christ, and then the women are supposed to quit themselves like men and be strong. So, you know, that's just, we get to understand both sides of this. So prove yourself a man. Now this is a classic illustration of wearing the badge. Okay, Eric Ludi is facing a challenge, like, like you guys do, and I'm feeling a little weak-kneed, okay? Why, why, why would I ever feel weak-kneed? Haven't I seen the faithfulness of God throughout my life? There is no reason to fear in the Christian life, and yet, I'm susceptible. I'm susceptible to anxiety, to fear, to disappointment, to discouragement, to all these different things that can begin to sabotage and undermine the soul. So, the susceptibility doesn't go away in Christianity, it's the strength of faith that increases, which is the alertness of your spirit man to the truth to apply it and to wear the badge and to wield the six-shooter. And so when you have that authority, you command your soul to rise up when it begins to feel that susceptibility. Prove it. Prove yourself a man. Remember, this is Eric talking to Eric. Right now, it's time to show what you believe. Demonstrate that your life is given to the king of all kings. Every man is proven when the going gets rough. Your soul sinew is tested when the circumstances get tough. No matter the challenge, no matter the pain, greater is he that is in you than he that is against you in this game. Retreat is not an option. Fear is not your road. Steal your inner man, for you are a child of the Most High God. Put your hope in him, and you will not be put to shame. Right now, place your faith in God and in the power of his name. Prove it. Prove yourself a man. Right now it's time to exhibit what a godly man does when all hell stands against him and tests his manly stuff. For a man is designed to reveal to the heavenlies the gritty power of the one who works impossibilities. Deliberately choose to deafen your ears to this noise. Compose your soul, maintain your soul's poise. Stick your spiritual eyes squarely on the cross and let your challenger know just exactly who is boss. Choose right now to believe that God is able to do it. He'll go exceedingly abundantly beyond your asking. Now you must prove it. Prove it. Prove yourself a man. Grab five smooth stones and stride out against this Goliath. Laugh at his supposed size and mock his boasts of triumph. This is precisely when a man is made, for valor is not forged in the comfortable shade. It's in the fires of soul travail that you find the substance of manhood of the heavenly kind. Put off the world's heavy armor. Set down the sword of earthly strength. Now draw God's grace and power from your manly soul's sheath. Prove it and play the man. Choose human weakness that God may demonstrate power. Prove it. Prove that he lives inside you. Be the suffering lamb that emits the lion's roar. Prove it. Prove yourself a man. Show the world that there is a God in heaven. Show the angels that there are still men that walk this globe that tremble with awe at his wonder. Show the demons that they have good reason to fear, for yet again a man of God lives and breathes on this earth and soil. And show your mighty king that his glory is your grand pursuit. 
For is not the lamb that was slain worthy to receive the reward of his suffering. Prove it. Prove that you are one deserving to carry the title of man. Be bold, be courageous, hold fast, stand strong. Andridzo, my rock you belong to El Elyon. Prove it. Prove it right now. Silence that enemy. Don't give him the ground. Live as a man and live it right now. Oh, yeah. That's good. So it's interesting. One of the fruits of the Spirit is we, we translate it as self-control. But this idea of egretea in the Greek is, if we were to liken it to a town, it's to purge a town of all the bad guys and then to keep them out. It's a sheriff's job. And this is what we are gifted with as a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, when God moves in, he gives us a badge, he gives us a gun, and he says, now do it. Push him out. And we're like, God, why don't you push him out for me? There's something about the exercise of the human soul in agreement with God that unlocks the kingdom of heaven. It's not passivity. It's action. It's a doing. And so when you wear the badge, you can't just sit in your sheriff's office and polish it up. Polish up your six-shooter. That's what I was talking about. Not just your badge, your six-shooter too. You can polish it. It can look really good. And you could practice your, you know, your flipping of the, the gun and sticking in the holster and drawing it out quick. You could do it in front of a mirror and look really cool. It's exerting that authority in the town. And it's making sure that the bad guys are driven out. That everyone fears if you're a bad guy, you would never rob the bank in that town. Why? Have you seen the sheriff that lives there? Now, first and foremost, it's capital S, Sheriff Jesus. However, we learn to function as little s sheriffs in our life. We allow the Holy Spirit to cultivate self-control, which is interesting because self-control is a funny word. Does that mean I'm in control of my life? No, it means God is in control of my life and self is controlled. And when self is controlled, self now has a badge and a gun to control the life. And so it's a, it's a very interesting mixture of both and. Capital S, Sheriff Jesus, is what causes this town to work. However, little s, Sheriff Eric, needs to receive the badge, understand the authority that I have, understand the weapons that I've been given, and then use them. And I must use them consistently to purge this town of bad guys and to keep those bad guys out. Christianity. Life lesson. Wear the badge. Let's just pray that God would cultivate this in our life. Father, teach us how to preach. Teach us how to stand strong, how to stand solid on truth. Lord, I pray that you would incite our souls, that you would cause us to rise up, to stand up, and to speak to our soul right now precisely what is needed. If that's faith and to believe, may we do that. If that's to rejoice, if that's to sing, if that's to shout, if that's to leap, and for that's to dance, may we say, yes, Lord. Lord, whatever it is that you are leading us forward in, instead of arguing, instead of debating, I pray that our spirit man would rise up in agreement with the word of God, with the spirit of God, and shout at our soul to obey. Lord, I pray that we would learn to wear the badge and to, learn, and to wear it well, to purge out this town that we've been entrusted with and to see those bad guys 
kept at bay. Lord, we love you and thank you for your ways. It's in the precious name we pray. Amen. Daily Thunder is a production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training and the Bravehearted Media Group. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and see it once again gain the stride of the Spirit emboldened and brave. The Daily Thunder video stream can be watched live daily at 8.15 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Saturday, and 7.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. Please consider booking a stopover at the lovely Ellerslie campus at the foot of the majestic Rocky Mountains for one day, one week, one semester, or for an entire season. We hope to see you someday soon live and in person. Thanks for listening.